Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand. Walking in the early dawn to climb up in my stand. American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and friends. Hi, everybody. I'm the Red Bull Mike Crace. And, uh, folks, we got a special treat for you today. Wayne Locke is on the floor of the National Wild Turkey Federation in Nashville, Tennessee. He's got a couple of guests that are going to be joining us, and it's just going to be an exciting show today. We're going to talk uh, uh, food plotting with eagle seed, especially in particular food plotting with turkeys or for turkeys. And we've also got a gentleman that runs the Thunder in the Hills Wounded Warrior Hunts, and I'm excited to hear about that. So uh, Wayne Locke joins us from Nashville, Tennessee. How you doing, Wayne? Oh, things are going great. It's crazy. This first time they've had it on a Thursday. We weren't sure what kind of crowds to expect, but uh, it's getting packed real quick here. Doors just opened about an hour ago, and uh, it's going to be a long day, I can tell already, but uh, (laughs) people are excited to be here at this convention again this year. Yeah, and of course, runs through Saturday. They're not doing Sunday this year, right? It ends on Saturday night. That's correct. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the first time they've done without the Sunday this year. Okay, very good. All right, so uh, Wayne is there representing, of course, American Roots Outdoors. So if you are headed to uh, Nashville for the NWTF, you can actually uh, stop by the booth and chat with Wayne. I think some of the other uh, team members are going to be there, and uh, it's going to be a great time. If you've never been to the NWTF in Nashville, folks, if you're a turkey hunter or a deer hunter or any other kind of hunter, you need to go because it, it, it builds as a, a turkey event. And, Wayne, as you well know, they cover every aspect of hunting uh, there in the convention hall. Yeah, you're not kidding. And uh, we actually have our uh, podcast set up at the booth. We're in booth 1255. So, you know, stop on by, hop on. We'll do a little podcast recording, share some stories with us. Oh, that'd be cool. That's very good. All right. So, Wayne, you've got a guest with you there from uh, uh, Eagle Seed. I think you've got uh, Brad Doyle. Is that correct? That's correct. I got Brad Doyle. Brad, how things going today at your show? Doing great. Like you said, Wayne, we're getting a lot of traffic, uh, a lot of excitement. There's always the uh, the, the people who come in here and, and uh, camp out at the uh, entrance door just waiting. This is their big, big, uh, almost vacation event for a lot of families. They're so excited to see all the new products and, and meet everybody in the industry. What, what booth are you at, Brad? Uh, we are in booth 729. We're actually... Uh, in with the NWTF seed program because we do supply seed for for all the chapters in the U.S. So we're very excited to, to be here and answer questions and uh, promote promote our products. Well, I tell you what, before we dive into what kind of seed you're going to recommend, uh, what do you have recommend as far as prepping before you even put seed down? Well, absolutely. We know number one, we we'd like to see a soil test analysis. So uh, there's no excuses for not going out and pulling a, a quick sample. Send it off to a lab, even if it costs you a couple of bucks. The value, uh, the information that we get out of that soil test is critical for, uh, you know, making decisions on what you want to plant, uh, what can you plant, and then, you know, uh, your budget. We, we can base the budget off of the uh, nutrient demand for that crop. Right, and I, I can't uh, stress the importance of that because I made that mistake not knowing about doing soil samples when I first started this, and I put in a two-acre plot, and I grew a whole lot of dirt and uh, wind uh, dust balls coming through at the, by the end of the year. Uh, come to find out, once I uh, actually talked to you guys about, um, it had to be six or seven years ago, uh, you guys told me about doing soil sample. Find out I had like almost no line 
I had to add, I swear, I think it was like 40,000 pounds of lime to my uh, food plot. And then lo and behold, now I got flush clover growing and everything. So uh, you can take your food plot right to your uh, conservation department. They have uh, the soil offices there, and uh, they'll drop it off and uh, do the samples for you and usually get your results in about a week. I know that. And you can get them online too now. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So that is, uh, you're right. You got you, you got to start with a plan. Uh, there may be a reason why there wasn't a, a crop grown on that field, you know, or or maybe it was an abandoned pasture because it just didn't perform. And and if someone uh, didn't didn't know those uh, crucial facts about the soil uh, analysis, then uh, it's pretty sad. You you have little little to no crop to grow. Yeah, and I also uh, heard uh, from Dr. Grant Wood that worms is a very important factor for food plots. You, you know, what you know anything about that or? Yeah, so we base soil health a lot of times off of the soil uh, activity that worms. If there's worms in the soil, then then uh, obviously it's of uh, has all the right elements to to provide a, a good crucial habitat for worm growth. What does that mean? I mean, uh, worms eat eat microbes and they they uh, leave the uh, behind. Waste product, yeah. To put it politely, uh, and also tunnel the soil. So, the more that roots can explore your your root profile, the the more nutrients and water that they have access to. We're kind of like a natural aeration, then. Absolutely, and that's uh, it, it's a great sign. It's not always the key factor to tell you what you can grow, but it is a good uh, a good eye uh, indicator that you got good healthy soil. And plus, if you're a fisherman, you can always got a place to go dig up your worms, go fish, and take your kids and your grandkids out, right, Mike? And that's exactly right. And and you know, I'm 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 kind of interested here because, uh, and we got about three minutes left here in this segment, Wayne. But uh, I'm interested in what uh, what Brad's going to suggest uh, from the Eagle Seed Line that you plant for the spring turkey hunt and to provide some food for those turkeys early. So yeah, Mike. So here we are. We are creeping up on the frost seeding uh, timeline mm-hmm. for clover. Uh, we know we know turkeys love clover. They love to uh, forage on it. And and if we we don't necessarily have the snow in the in the uh, in the Ozark areas where we're we're located in south of you, mm-hmm. so we we just can simply go out and spread clover, uh, typically in late February, uh, without without scratching it or uh, working it in, and the the uh, cool thaw. Uh, cool warm-up spells of the day will actually get that so- the, uh, the clover seed in contact with the soil. And we, we prefer this time of year using a, uh, a an annual uh, that will grow faster than a perennial. And uh, we just get a lot more growth out of those if you are intending on hunting it uh, during turkey season. So the, the warm months of April and May are certainly going to have a whole lot more growth potential uh, with and then then uh, you know March uh, as it's first getting established. All right, so Brad, with with that being done, can you also then go ahead and plant? You know, start planning for your your other hunting seasons with the eagle seed, or do you want to let that, let that clover be it and then replant again for deer hunting come into the summer or early fall? Yeah, so I think you know you need a plan. You need a plan on your property. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much clover do you want? How much room do you want to leave for annual plants such as, you know, soybean, cowpea, sunflowers, buckwheat, grain syrup? We have lots of options there for you. I just We really just need to get down, uh, get a plan in place for what you want, what animals you want to attract, 
And then also we need to look at the uh, types of plants, the height of those plants, and uh, visibility from your deer stand. Uh, and then keeping in mind, what do you want to plant, you know, for the fall? And, and so yeah. there's, that's really just need to, to sit down and get a plan together, and then we can help you decide what uh, what varieties and what mixes maybe work best for your farm. Okay. Brad, uh, just out of curiosity, I know we got to go to a break here, but before we leave, where can people contact you and find out more information about getting seed and more information about your seed? Yeah, you can call us direct, uh, 870-684-7377, or, or please visit our website at eagleseed.com, and we have uh, a ton of information on there as well as testimonials and, and a lot of uh, planning guides as well that will help help an individual decide what he wants to plant. And people can call you directly if they need uh, help with something, correct? Absolutely. we got a full staff on, uh, on call waiting right now. All right, sounds good. Uh, we're going to come back after a break, and we have a guest from Wounded Warriors going to be joining us. And you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge. I'm Wayne Luck, Mike Grace in the studio, and I'm broadcasting live from Nashville. Right here, right now, this is Chancey Walters. Listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, the Ozark Herd Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and friends. I'm the Red Bull Mike Grace. I'm here in the studio. And uh, Wayne Locke and a bunch of the guys from the American Roots Outdoors team are at the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention in Nashville, Tennessee. And, Wayne, I know you've got a special guest for us now with something that I'm really interested in hearing about. Tell us what's going on. Yes, I have uh, John Manning here with me from Team Ohio, and we have Greg Keaton here. He works with the Wounded Warriors program, uh, Thunder in the Hills. Am I correct on that? Yes, I am. Hey, I didn't screw that one up. That's good. <laughs> um, but uh, John has done some hunts with him and uh, to help out Wounded Warriors and the Wheeling Sportsmen. And I'm actually going to let John take over this segment here with uh, with Greg here, since he knows him so well. Here you go, John. Hey, folks, how's everybody out there? We're good, John. We're good. What's uh, what's going on? I'm interested in hearing about this Wounded Warrior Project. Awesome. Well, like I said, we got Greg here with us, and uh, I'll let him introduce himself and uh, what what what's all about, and then uh, we'll go from there. Hey, everyone. My name is Greg Keaton. I'm from the Ohio State chapter of the NWTF. Uh, we put on a Wounded Warrior slash Wheeling Sportsman hunt. Uh, usually the first weekend of April every year at the Pike State Forest uh, in southeast Ohio. Uh, we have over 2,000 acres. Uh, we usually take uh, 12 to 13 hunters and usually have three alternates. Um, been a fairly successful hunt. We always could do better. You know how hunting is. Uh, we have high hope. But uh, as of right now, our cutoff for this year's application is uh, this Saturday at midnight. You can send applications to Greg at smithconstructiongroup.us. Uh, there is no charge. Everything is paid for for the, for the hunters. They must purchase their license and get their transportation there. We take over from there. We take care of all lodging, all meals, and, uh, of course, the guiding. And we put uh, reputable guides with all of our hunters. And we have a transportation team that gets everyone in and out, uh, no matter what their disability is. Uh, so we uh, we encourage people to apply. We also, you know, doing all this thing, we need monetary and sponsorship support. Uh, 
that's always welcome as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have anything for him, Mike? Well, you know, I just wanted to, you know, you, you talk about sponsorships. How does somebody come about uh, or how does someone get to be a sponsor? And uh, and kind of what are the sponsor levels? I'm sure there are. And, and what are the costs? Well, well, to be to be honest with you, we don't really have a set sponsor yet level. Okay. We're appreciative of whatever, you know, whatever somebody can donate monetarily uh, or, you know, merchandise-wise product to give to give to our hunters because a lot of them are veterans and you know we want to show them our appreciation okay and the hunt is when it'll be uh the meet and greet will be friday april 3rd and the hunt will be saturday april 4th and sunday april the 5th until noon okay so this is the yeah yeah, thunder in the hills uh, hunt till June. Wow. All right. So, uh, uh, John, this is something that you have helped with. You have guided some of these turkey hunters in the past. Yes, I've uh, actually participated ever since they've started. Um, and then also Jeff Harrell team Indiana comes down and my boys help out and, and my wife as well. It's an awesome thing out there. I, I enjoy it. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things to be able to pay back to and, and respect the, those that have, that have gave a lot for this country and you know, give a, a major lot. You know, I, t- I take it for granted every day if I'm able to get up on my two feet and uh, hit the woods. And a lot of these folks are in wheelchairs or are not able to get into the woods without assistance. So it's amazing. All right, typically, John, how many hunters are, are, are going to be, you know, in, in camp, so to speak, uh, for this hunt? We have, a, we have a cutoff at 13. Uh, and that's what we try to max out to. And then, like Greg said, we usually have alternates because there's sometimes someone may get sick and ain't able to come. We want to be able to make sure that all all 13 spots are filled. Well, that's pretty cool. And and, and might ask Greg about the uh, the application process and and what criteria is used to pick who is going to get to hunt. Uh, those those applications uh, come by come uh, from me, I can email them to you or they're on my Facebook wall or on the Clinton County NWTF uh, Facebook page. You can pull them off of there and then email them to uh, Greg at smithconstructiongroup.us. The cutoff date, like I said, is Saturday at midnight. So we can select our hunters and move forward with the plan. Right. And and what, again, Greg, what criteria is used to select who goes and who doesn't? I'm sure there's got to be some kind of a process. Well, well, we have, we have a board. There's three of us, and we select we select the ones uh, with. Uh, we're allowed to fill in with youth in case we don't get enough uh, disabled or wounded warriors. Mm-hmm. So what we do we we select the people that that uh, doesn't get this opportunity much because that's what we're all about is is providing opportunity for people that don't get that chance. Sure. And you all know what, how such great medicine is to, to get out and get away from everything and get to go hunting what you dream to do when you can't never go or get anyone to take you because, you know, you just can't do it on yourself. So we look at the disabilities, uh, the disabilities, you know, of, the, of each person, and we weigh it all out. And, you know, if we, and if we have a, you know, a person that's been there, you know, all, we've had it three years now, there's some people that, you know, has been there three years and harvest the turkeys couple years out of the three years or you know one out of three years we probably will bring in someone new 
and give them that opportunity. Yeah, I would think that would be. I think that would be first and foremost is to get you know get people that haven't been before an opportunity to get out and, and get in those woods. So, um, and we've just got a couple of minutes left in this segment, Greg. What what is the response to the hunters once this is all over? Because, I mean, you're giving these guys in some cases a once in a lifetime opportunity, and uh, you know what 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 is the what do you get from them as far as their reactions? And, and I, I'm assuming they're very appreciative. Yes, they are. They're, they're very, they're, they're greatly appreciative, you know, because it's something they never get an opportunity to do. And, uh, you know, John and his family, along with a bunch of the others, you know, they're there every year. And, it, and it's, it's self-satisfying to give those people that opportunity and to see them so happy. And then, you know, when they leave, they become, uh, they become family. You know, your and your friendship lasts lasts on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, this is great work that you're doing, and I know, you know, on behalf of all of us at uh, American Roots Outdoors, I think we can say thank you uh, for what you're doing for those wounded warriors. And uh, you know, if there were a whole lot more people doing things like that, you know, this might be a better world. You think? Amen. Amen. Yes, Definitely be a better world. All right, uh, so, uh, John, is, is Greg going to stay with us for a little while? Because I do have a couple more questions, and we need to take a break here. Can we keep uh, Can we keep Greg around for a minute or two? You wait for a minute or two? Yes, he sure can. Okay. All right, folks, we need to go to break. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge, and they are live on the convention room floor at the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention in Nashville. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, everybody, this is Michael Waddell with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to a holler. American Roots Outdoors Radio. I'm the Red Bull Mike Crace. Alex Rutledge couldn't be with us today, but we've got a couple of members of, uh, of the American Roots Outdoors team. Uh, right now we're speaking with John Manning from Team Ohio as the guys are, as we said in the last segment, at the National Wild Turkey Federation in Nashville. And... Uh, uh, we're talking about the Wounded Warrior Project, of Thunder in the Hills. And you said this has been going on three years. And, and I'd like to ask Greg, you know, what was the inspiration to take on what is a monumental task? I mean, what was your inspiration to do this for Wounded Warriors? Well, you know, being, being with the NWTF, and I have another good friend, one of the other, with there's three of us that's kind of the co-founders of this, uh, Randy Dyer. He's from the Highland County chapter. And then we have Ben Kelly that we met, he is works for the Ohio Division of Forestry and actually got us access on, on this 2,000 acres land, of land to have this, this special hunt on. Mm-hmm. And it's just a passion of ours to uh, get people out there and share, and you know, the great outdoors and, and open areas up that, you know, people normally do not get to hunt in, you know, and they open, the state is generous enough to, uh, to allow us to do this. And it's, uh, it's really a team. It's really a team partnership uh, between NWTF and the Ohio Division of Wildlife and the Ohio Division of Forestry. It's 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 like a mission for us all. Yeah, I think it's fantastic, and, and hats off to you guys for for doing that, uh, because a lot of people just don't want to take the time. And, and I know doing something like this takes a lot of time and a lot of planning, uh, because sometimes the logistics and depending on. You know the the injuries or the disabilities that your wounded warriors have. I mean, sometimes it, it's a, some ingenuity has to come into play here at, at certain times, doesn't it? Absolutely, it it can get uh, quite stressful. Um, 
time you figure lodging for, you know, 30 to 50 people in cabins and all that stuff, and then someone throws a wrench in their spoke and, you know, someone brings their whole family instead of just themselves or, yeah. or you know, you get to the you get to the parking lot in the morning and you have a guide not show up for the hunter or, or you know, you one of your transportation people with side-by-side don't show up. And then, you know, you got to usually try to get 30 people counting guides and cameramen and family members in the woods before daylight. That that kind of give an old man gray hair pretty quick, and and uh, but it but it's all you know it's stressful, but it is well worth it. All right, John. Uh, John Manning from Team uh, Team Ohio is there and, and participates in this. If you weren't with us early in the show, he participates in this Wounded Warrior Project as a guide, as does his his family. So, uh, John, what what are your feelings doing something like this? And and I and I ask this question because there are a lot of turkey hunters out there maybe get bored with turkey hunting and they're looking for something new to kind of enhance their hunt or to make it more enjoyable. And I'm, I'm going to uh, go out on a limb and say this is something that there are a lot of people out there would like to participate in. So kind of give people the feel for, for what it's like, uh, you know, meeting these guys and, and women and, and getting them out there and, and putting them on a bird and an opportunity to harvest a turkey. Well, it's, it's to me, it's amazing. Um, you know, I've been hunting turkeys pretty much all my life and and like i said i've had the gift to be able to go out there and, and harvest birds and just to be able to take somebody that's never been in the woods or that it's maybe been in the woods but just not had no success or just being able to go out there and and giving back to the, to the warriors the winter warriors the folks that have basically gave it all to this country it, it's yeah. amazing for me to to be able to um an honor and a privilege to be able to take them out and uh and spend some time with them you, you wouldn't be, wouldn't believe uh the uh the basically the roots that you you know we're american roots outdoors and what we're about is our, our heritage and our roots and to actually learn about them and and what they're about and actually create some new roots for them help them create some new roots it's amazing it's therapeutical for them too as well some of these folks uh i mean it you, you you'll see them in the public you know you may see them and they'll, they'll smile and hey how you doing and talk to you and then become friends with you on social media and talk to you and it's amazing i i and my boys, so watch my two boys grow up in it. I mean, I got an 18 year old and a 16 year old, and both my boys love it. And they, they talk about that hunt. And honestly, it, it's so wonderful that my youngest son literally gave up his Kentucky youth hunt because it's the same weekend to go up there. So, you know, he sacrificed his youth hunt in order to go there. And then end up, we end up going a couple weeks later and he ended up harvesting a, an amazing bird. So God gave us a blessing. Uh, you know, he, he sacrificed his, his youth hunt to go go to uh to the, to the thunder in the hills and end up harvesting a really a tremendous bird so i love it yeah that's fantastic and 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 kudos to you for you know getting the whole family involved uh so uh a deadline is uh this saturday and, and some of our stations this show airs on saturday morning so people need to go online and, and greg if you can give us that that, you know where they need to go again to get those applications and, and guys if you're listening to this show on saturday morning and you're interested in uh, either being a part or making a contribution to help, or, you know, if you're a wounded warrior and you would like to go on the hunt, uh, got to get those applications in. So tell us again, before we end the segment here, uh, how do they go about doing that? Okay. If you'd like to apply for the hunt, uh, you can go on Facebook to Clinton County NWTF, or you can email me at greg at myth construction group dot U S. And 
you know, I can email you an application as well. And like I said, the application cutoff is Saturday at midnight. Hey, folks, what I can do is uh, folks that follows me on my Facebook, and then I will also get with Wayne and see if we can uh, we can put it on the America Roots uh, Facebook, and uh, so that uh, folks, if they're interested, they can uh, they could jump on one of our Facebooks and uh, be able to get get with Greg as well. Uh, fantastic, Greg. We thank you for being on the show with us today. Well, thank you for having me. All right, folks, uh, we're going to wrap it up for this segment. Uh, Wayne and I will be back in just a moment, and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation Convention that's going on in Nashville as we speak. We'll be back in just a moment with more American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. Hey, this is Eddie Salter, and you listen to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Welcome back to the America Roots Outdoors Radio Show with Alex Rutledge and friends. And uh, Wayne Locke rejoins us here for the uh, final segment of the show uh, today. And and Wayne, uh, first of all, we want to apologize. Alex could not be with us today. He was uh, uh, predisposed and was planning on being with us on the show today, but something came up and he wasn't able to be here. So we just want to uh, tell folks we apologize. Alex will be back with us again, uh, uh, at least according to plan, next week on the show. Uh, Wayne Locke is uh, there on the floor of the uh, a Nashville Convention Center where they're having the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation Convention. So, Wayne, what are your plans for the weekend as far as what you're going to do? And I know you're manning the booth, but hopefully you're going to get a little bit of opportunity to leave the booth and explore some of the other things going on at the NWTF. Is there something that you want to make sure you see? Well, I tell you what, I don't even know where to start. I mean, (laughs) there's so many new companies here now this year that I have not seen, uh, which I think is a uh, great reflection on how the uh, economy is doing, personally. Sure. I mean, we got companies starting up, and there are a lot of uh, young, fresh faces, too, not older people. These are these are some young kids that are starting up companies in that, which I'm really shocked that I'm talking to them and getting a great feedback, and they're excited to be able to start. And some of them actually expressed that they didn't think they'd ever be able to start a company this soon, but things just happen to be working out, you know, money-wise and then with the economy that they're able to do that. Well, that's fantastic because we need that young blood in the outdoor industry, and we talk about that all the time, how the young people just aren't getting involved. But apparently, uh, you know, maybe maybe we're catching more attention from those younger folks and getting them involved. Oh, exactly, and that's one of the reasons I'm excited to see so many young people here because it just shows that the industry is still going to continue and it's not going to be phasing out anytime soon. Uh, one thing I know about the NWTF, Wayne, is there's always lots of uh, outdoor celebrities running around, the Michael Waddells and the Lee and Tiffany's, and uh, you know all those folks like that. Have, have, have you had an opportunity to uh, to talk with any of those folks yet, or are they running around the uh, the convention hall there? Yeah, actually, uh, we had uh, we went and helped Eddie Salter uh, set up his booth yesterday for a little bit, gave him a hand. Uh, he was a little short-staffed, so we pitched in, of course, I mean, because, hey, that's what we do. Sure. You know, so, but it was nice to catch up with Eddie, and, you know, he of course, he was on the uh, the radio not too long ago with us, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was asking how things were going, and, man, I tell you, you, you can sit with that guy probably for one year and still not even hear a fraction of the stories he can tell. Oh, my goodness. I, I've spent time with Eddie in the past down there at the NWTF and at some other events, and uh, yeah, and the stories, a majority of them were about Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of funny ones, too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of funny ones, a lot of funny ones. All right, so, uh, uh, the uh, of course, one of the highlights of the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation Convention uh, is the uh, turkey calling contest, and that's where they have the, the championship contest. Are you going to get an opportunity to take in any of the uh, turkey calling? 
oh, I am going to sneak out of this booth for a little bit tomorrow and try and catch a bit, some of it. They It starts tomorrow, and then they have the um, the finale on Saturday. Yeah. But I definitely want to get on, especially I want to go over and, and check out the youth uh, uh, competitors because I always find that that, to me, is the most interesting. To see these kids at the age that they are calling turkeys is amazing because I wasn't probably, man, I had to be, I bet you, in my late 20s or 30s before I could even get a call coming out well enough to even say it sounded like a turkey. <laughs> well, some of these kids are amazing, are amazing. And, of course, the the pros, I mean, the guys that do it big time, uh, that is something. Uh, the first year I went to the NWTF, I got to watch the, uh, you know, the championship uh, event, and I was just absolutely floored uh, by the talent of these guys. I mean, they they sounded more like turkeys than turkeys do sometimes. And to watch the visual, and people might think, well, that's got to be kind of boring, watching a turkey calling contest. No, because these guys act the part, especially when they're doing the two-man calling. It It is right. so entertaining, <laughs> and it is just so much fun, and they are just so good. You can imagine that you're watching two turkeys interact in a, in a field or, or in the woods while you're sitting there watching them. And some of these guys get so into it. I mean, they'll get down like, you know, squat down and they'll start flapping their arms like they're a turkey making the calls and that. It's actually hilarious to watch. And if you took the sound out and just videotaped it, people would be <laughs> laughing their butts off on, on how funny these guys look doing it. But, man, it's amazing how they sound. Yeah. But you're right. Sometimes they sound almost too good, too yeah. perfect. Um, I remember one time I was in the woods and there was somebody, I, I, I'm hearing a turkey call and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this must be a new hunter. This guy sounds horrible. And I'm thinking, he's going to ruin my hunt, this, that, and the other. So I, as he got, you know, when he got closer, I, I stood up because I don't want to get shot, you know, of course. You know, mm-hmm. I'm all camo. That's not like you're wearing bright orange in deer season. And uh, I stood up, and I turned around, and it's a hen. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 20 yards behind me, man. I scared her. She scared me. I said, I never thought that an actual bird could sound that bad. I thought it was a new, you know, somebody just practicing with their mouth call walking through the woods. It was horrible. <laughs> well, you know, Wayne, I mean, uh, you know, the birds, they get sick too. They get colds and things like that and things that affect uh, uh, their airways. And, uh, you know, they're not always as perfect as uh, sometimes we think they are. All right, so it uh, uh, sounds like you're awfully excited to be there. Oh, I am. Dead. I look forward to this every single year. And I unfortunately had to miss the last couple years because – the uh, dates for the show just happened to be, unfortunately, coincided with the dates of our adoption hearings. And, uh, you know, that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that you got to put priorities first. And, uh, you know, of course, I had to be there for the, the adoption hearings and that. And, man, I missed the last two years coming down here. But it's great to see people who have stopped by the booth and said, hey, where were you last year and stuff? Right. And, and we got the chit-chatting and that. And we actually have the, uh, the podcast set up at the booth. And uh, we're getting people on the the, uh, the podcast. We're doing some recordings and that. We're going to put together a little, you know, some uh, clips, you know, live from Nashville type of uh, mm-hmm. thing on the podcast to, to get out there for people to listen to. All right. Now, while we're on there, before we get out of this segment, because we're just about out of time, uh, explain again to folks, because I think this is going to have to be a continuing thing. How do they get on the podcast? Where do they find them? And how can they? And I assume you're going to do some video podcasts, too, while you're there. How do they watch those? Well, yeah, you can just go just go to your uh, phone, your uh, tablet, your computer. Uh, you can plug in, like, uh, I got an, uh, an iPhone, so I just go to Apple Podcasts. But you can go to Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, iHeart, and we are now, oh, Alexa, uh, mm-hmm. tune in. And we are now on Pandora, which is a huge uh, thing for us. We're so excited to get, uh, you know, accepted by them for our podcast broadcasting. But, yeah, you just go in there. 
you, you type in American Roots Outdoors, it'll come right up. You just click on subscribe, and you'll get updated every week, every time there's one of our podcasts gets released. It'll show right up on your email or right on your phone saying that there's a new release, and you can go right onto it and listen to it. And it's great because people that can't catch the radio show on Saturday mornings because they're out and about or maybe in the field working or driving, uh, they and they're you know not in the area where they can listen to it, they can go click on that podcast any time of the day, any time during the week, even listen to past episodes and never miss a thing. Well, that's fantastic. Wayne, you guys behave out there in Nashville because I know you know the city has its uh, has its allure. And, uh, and try I to make stay- no promises, Mike. I and- make no promises. <laughs> <laughs> and stay away from although, downtown. Although I do have to promise the wife that I'm going to behave. So, <laughs> all right. Well, you guys stay in line, I, and I know you will. I was just kidding, but uh, y'all have fun, and, and we look forward to hearing some reports from there uh, in the coming weeks. That sounds great. Y'all have all kinds of stuff to talk about next week. That's for sure. All right, folks. That's Wayne Locke on the Red Bull Mike Crace uh, for Alex Rutledge. You've been listening to American Roots Outdoors Radio. Remember, when your roots run deep and strong, you never have to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Welcome to the American Roots Outdoors Radio bonus segment with Alex Rutledge and his friends. I'm the Red Bull Mike Race. Uh, Wayne Locke is joining us from the floor of the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention in Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, of course, uh, folks, what you're going to hear now can only be heard on the podcast. So we are glad that you are with us here on the uh, podcast today. All right, uh, Wayne, how things going at the NWTF down there in Nashville? Oh, Mike, it's going crazy. I think it's busier this year than it was last year, that's for sure. Uh, what's really nice this year is I'm seeing way, way more younger people than I have in the last couple of years. So that is great for the sport to see that these young kids are getting more involved. Well, you know, I think that is, I mean, that is a primary concern as well, I think, for the NWTF. And we're going to talk with uh, uh, Mr. Mueller uh, from the NWTF. But, you know, with the Jakes program and some of the other things that they do, I mean, there's a real focus and a real need to get those kids involved with the outdoors and, in particular, turkey hunting. So uh, introduce your guest, and uh, let's find out what he's got to say today, Wayne. Yeah, today I have Pete Mueller with the uh, NWTF, and he's going to talk to us about some of the new programs they got going on and uh, the importance, of course, of why to become an NWTF member. Hey, how you doing today? I am doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm glad that you guys are having a good time down here at the Nashville Convention here. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been so busy. It's uh, amazing how much, uh, like I was saying, how many younger kids we're seeing, a lot of ladies this year stopping by and uh, – it just this one event, I think if you go to any event anywhere in the country throughout the year, if you're a hunter, you've got to come to this one. I think it's the biggest and the best event that people can come to to meet people, to see product, and to uh, hear stories. Absolutely. I mean, it, it is a show that has grown to welcome more than 56,000 people, uh, you know, on our exhibit hall floor and part of all the convention events over the, the short time. But it's not just for turkey hunters. It's a great opportunity for anybody who enjoys the outdoor lifestyle. I mean, we've got it all down here. And even some great stuff for the kids at our Family Adventure Village sponsored by Mossy Oak. Awesome. Now, you were uh, telling me off the air here about some new programs you got going on. What, what all do you have going on right now? 
you know, so obviously we still have our, our marquee programs, our Jakes, which is for the, you know, the youth. We have our WIDO programs or, or Women in the Outdoors, and then we have our Wheeling program as well. But just like everybody else in the industry, we're realizing that it's, it's not just single events that are going to make a difference in welcoming new people to the outdoors. So we're really trying to expand to have multiple touch uh, experiences to where people can come out and they can learn to turkey hunt over a course of a couple days. And then they can also come back later in the year and learn about deer hunting, dove hunting, waterfowl, whatever it might be. But we're trying to not only teach them about those hunting uh, opportunities that are out there, but also introduce them to peer groups that they can continue on. Because if you teach somebody how to hunt and you don't introduce them to the people that they can continue doing that with, it's kind of a lost cause. Because, I mean, everybody who's ever been hunting knows that 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 first time going out by yourself can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, what do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And, and, you know, if you... You know, you 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 get taught those things and how to turkey hunt or how to deer hunt or whatever the case may be. I'm kind of that way about duck hunting. I've never been and I'm scared to go because I don't know the first thing about it. Uh, but you know, you can teach people in a in a a setting like the NWTF or in a classroom setting. But boy, sending those people out into the woods by themselves, yeah, that's that's probably not going to work for them. And number one, they probably won't go. And number two. Uh, they're probably not going to have any success. Then they're going to get frustrated and they're going to quit. So I think it's a great thing that they are keeping these people connected. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's one thing to just welcome somebody out for a day where you take them out into the woods. But we're going beyond that. We're teaching them about the, the, the species a little bit more to where they actually have knowledge of, of the, the prey that they're going after, the game animal. Mm-hmm. But then we're also doing some stuff where we're teaching them how to use that, that harvest that they get on the back end. So we're teaching them how to do some cooking in some instances. Oh, really? They can find out about the, the events that we have going on all across the country, nwtf.org slash events, and you can search things going on in your area. Yeah, and you can also find coordinators and uh, local uh, groups in that that you can join too, right, local chapters? Absolutely. I mean, there, there are countless events, uh, just, you know, our traditional banquet type events going on all across the country, more than 1,500 of them. But it's these outreach events which really do help make a difference in pushing that needle in the right direction. And, and, and it's something that, honestly, we need the entire industry to come together to help make this happen. I mean, we know that we can't do it alone. So big thanks goes out to all the volunteers, all the members of all the organizations, all those people that are really out there giving their time, their effort, uh, you know, sacrificing some of their own days in the season to take somebody else new to the field. Right, and if you, and I encourage everybody all the time to get involved in a local chapter because, like you were saying, you know, it gives you a mentor that someone that hey, you know, I've never done this before. Yeah, I took the class, but you know, you can get someone in your chapter to then take you out and maybe help you through the uh, growing pains of being a new runner. Absolutely. Again, you know, it all comes down to the connections that you make, and and there's a lot of great people that are part of the NWTF. I mean, half of them are down here trading stories about this past year's season, which he. Those are the kind of people that are willing to give you the knowledge, give you the, the places to go hunt, pass along all the information that they know to where we can really see this, this hunting tradition continue. This outdoor lifestyle is important to all of us to, to, to survive. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, Wayne, earlier in the, uh, on, the, on the radio show uh, today, we had a gentleman who uh, is in charge of a group that do the uh, uh, Thunder in the Hills uh, Wounded Warrior Hunts. And I'd like to get Mr. Mueller's uh, take uh, from the NWTF standpoint of all of these groups that are coming up now because 
you know, 10 years ago, you didn't even hear of such a thing. And now every state has multiple hunts for wounded warriors. That's got to be something the NWTF is really proud that their membership is doing. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of different demographics that are, I don't don't want to say low-hanging fruit, but they're people that are in more easy transition, and veterans are one of them. I mean, they already have a familiarity with firearms, and and a lot of them, for them, it's it's an opportunity to to find a little bit of relief. And so, you know, to to see our local chapters being involved at these levels is is a really great thing. Give it back. Uh, Anybody who's ever been to an NWTF event knows that we've really put a, a strong emphasis on country so you know great thing that we're doing for those people to help help make a difference and give us freedom to feel yeah we ran into a few uh military people yesterday and they had went on one of the uh, uh wounded warrior hunts uh and they also partnered with someone with an nw through the nwtf to do their first turkey hunt and they said for them just getting out really helped them with their ptsd of just having someone to sit in the woods that's quiet talk to and could they didn't have to worry about being judged yeah, that's so fan- it was awesome to hear those stories. Yeah, that's that's fantastic and uh, something that, uh, you know, anybody that's a hunter uh, probably needs to be trying to get involved in some way, shape, or form in some some program like that or in a youth program. And, uh, and I know that, you know, if you go to the NWTF website, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of pieces of information to help you get involved in some way, shape, or form. And, and, you know, we're down here to just about a minute to go in this podcast, but uh, give us the website again and, and some of the navigational points that might interest people. Absolutely. So nwtf.org, events, uh, slash events is a place to go for all the things going on in your area. But honestly, we've got a lot of stuff under the hunting tab on our website to really help people just get started on learning more about getting in the outdoors. The more comfortable you are going out that first time, the, the more likely you're going to be to go back again for another run in the outdoors. And of course, Dwayne, if there's somebody out there that doesn't know exactly what the National Wild Tur- Turkey Federation is or what they do, all that information is on the website as well. And, um, you know, strangely enough, there are people uh, that even are hunters. They go, well, NWTF, I'm not too sure if I want to belong to that. It, you know, it's kind of like being a gun owner and not being a member of the National Rifle Association. If you're a turkey hunter, you need to be a member of the NWTF and, and uh, uh, because what they do with, with habitat development and, and the, you know, the shooting sports and getting kids involved and everybody else, it, it's kind of the cornerstone of the sport. Absolutely. You know, I'll throw this out there, a challenge to everybody. If you turkey hunt and are not a member of the NWTF, go out there and get that membership today. It's helping everybody. But right now, less than 10% of people who turkey hunt are members of the NWTF. So let that sink in. Go out there, get signed up. It does make a difference. Your money's going to a good place. Wow. Wow, that ten percent, less than ten percent, that really blows me away. I would have figured. Yeah, that's shocking. <laughs> I, I would have figured maybe that less than you know ten percent of the turkey hunters are not members. <laughs> or, or or yeah yeah let's shoot for that goal there <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely wow all right wayne we're about out of time on this podcast and um we want to you know say thanks to you for taking some time out here to uh you'll come to us from the floor of the uh, convention center there in nashville and uh you know for the radio show and then of course for the podcast here and folks remember we do these podcasts every week and tell your friends, and we get information on the podcast that we do not have on the radio show. So tell your friends to subscribe and use whatever 
whatever search engine that they want to use. I mean, you know, Wayne, you go through the list. There's Spotify and iHeart and all the different uh, all the different apps you can use yeah, to I, get to the podcast. Yeah, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, iHeart Radio, uh, Pandora was our new one that we just got uh, accepted mm-hmm. to. So, uh, again, leave, leave a review, though, because if you leave a review, we give away uh, prizes. Uh, about every month here, and to, uh, we'll be doing a drawing tomorrow for the people that have left the review through tomorrow. At the end of the show tomorrow, we're going to do a drawing for a, a prize package valued at over $100 of turkey items. Wow, fantastic. For Wayne Locke, on the Red Bull Mike Race for American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends. Remember, when your roots run deep and strong, you never have to fear the wind. We'll talk to you next week. In my old pair of hunting boots Passed on down, planted deep in the ground Around your heart So you never gotta worry What the wind